This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Laravel News Podcast, episode 54, part two. In the first part, we recorded with Paul Redmond talking about his brand new book, Docker for PHP Developers. And in the second half, we're going to talk about the couple pieces of news we have in front of us here for Laravel for this week. So Michael and I are, as you know, are on a large time difference. And when it was my turn to stay up late and record, I totally forgot and fell asleep. <laughs> and now that it's his turn, can't get a hold of him. So I'm going to go solo on this real quick. And we've only got a couple of pieces in front of me. So we'll go with, we'll get through it in a couple of minutes here. Okay, so I can't remember if this was in this one was in the last one or not. So feel free to take this out, Michael, if it was but uh, in Laravel 5.6, the collision package was added for CLI error reporting. So the collision package is something that was previously just a community contribution, just a package that you would add to Laravel. And what it does is it would essentially add whoops style errors to your CLI. So if you're running PHP unit or anything else that would run from the command line, any of your artisan commands, and you encounter it in an exception or an error, what it does is it just gives you the surrounding context and it gives you a nicely little decorated error report from your command line. And so if Laravel 5.6 is going to be adding the collision package into the core. So that will be available for everybody as soon as you make a, a fresh install. So I know the name is going to be horrible for me here. Nuno Maduro is the author of this package. And so you can take a look at that. That is on laravel-news.com slash collision. All right, next thing we have up is Stimulus. So Stimulus, this is more of a community announcement rather than uh, a Laravel piece of news, but Stimulus is a JavaScript framework from Basecamp, from the makers of Basecamp. So the idea is that it's uh, for the HTML that you already have. I was able to take a little bit of a look at it. I talked to some friends about it over the weekend and mm, the opinion that I kind of got is that Vue still seems to be simpler uh, as, as far as they were concerned. But this is a really interesting, straightforward approach uh, where they have these different controllers that you can use and then put data actions on your DOM elements. And then you can reference very similarly to like how you would do in the routes file in Laravel where you say the controller and then at and then the method name. In this, you specify the controller and then a pound symbol and then the method name, essentially. So when you make a controller in JavaScript, you extend a base controller class that Stimulus provides, and then you have just methods in there that you can use. So it's like, just like the kind of tagline says, it's a modest JavaScript framework for the HTML you already have. So I'm gonna try it in the next week or so here, but if you haven't gotten a chance to take a look at that, I would suggest going to laravel-news.com slash stimulus-javascript-framework, or we'll throw that in the show notes and give it a try. See if it's something uh, you could use. All right, we have Laravel dynamic rate limiting that provides per user request throttling in Laravel 5.6. Okay, so it looks like previously what you had to do is that the throttle middleware, and just so we're clear on what this is essentially, right? So rate limiting is where you allow a person or a specific IP to make uh, a number of connections over a period of time. And then if they try to make more than that, then you return, nope, you've made too many requests, you can't make any more. I believe it's a 429 is the status code to get back. 
So previously, and I believe this is introduced in 5.4, I think. So yeah, previously what you'd have to do is that you'd have to pass in a static number to the throttle middleware. So you'd say throttle colon 60 comma one, meaning you can make 60 requests per one minute. But that was a hard coded value. That was what it was for everybody. And now what you can do is you can pass in throttle colon rate limit comma one. And what it does is it allows you to specify an attribute on the user model itself to determine the number, the number of requests that that user can make within the provided amount of time. So you'll be able to do a per user throttling rather than just a hard-coded 60 for everybody. This would be useful if maybe you had something like a, um, a software as a service that you were building and you said you're allowed to have up to this many connections per minute or this many requests per minute. If you had like a tiered plan, you could say for the starter plan, that's free. You can have 60 a minute for the, you know, professional plan, you can have 120 minute. And then for the way too much plan, you can have 300 a minute or something like that. And you could handle that now through a user model attribute. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm going to see if Michael can get on here real quick for the last item. And just so you can hear his wonderful Aussie voice. And I'm trying to call him and he's not picking up. So we will see. Oh, oh, here he is. Mr. Dorinda just got, Mr. Dorinda just got back from a basketball game and he's still not recording. So you won't be able to hear his voice yet, but I am recording right now. Oh, oh, I'm recording. Let's go. Oh, you Let's are? get it done. <laughs> it is 749. So here's the deal. I literally covered, because we had, let's see, not a lot on here. Oh, wait, we didn't cover 5.5.33. Okay, that's what we're going to start with. I covered the collision package, I covered stimulus, and I covered, I just finished covering dynamic rate limiting uh, per user throttle. Dynamic so we've got, rate limiting. <laughs> so we've got 5.5.33, and then we've got CLI menus for Laravel artisan commands. That's what we've got left. Yes. Excellent. All right. 5.5.33 available as of Monday, January 29th has some excellent convenience methods ranging from query builder to collections and testing. First off, Ooh, Jonathan my Rennick. favorite community CSS guy, Jonathan yes, Rennick, added absolutely. a not exist method to the query builder, which is something that I've always thought kind of should exist and yeah, now I does agree. exist. Yeah. Yep. So this is, uh, is this on a relationship? Is this what it is? Uh, I think this is just in general on any of your conditions. So you can do user where email, comma, user at example.com arrow doesn't exist, or you could do it on your relationship if you change it onto the relationship method. So hmm. you could do user colon colon posts doesn't exist, I guess would work. Mm, let me see here. User where email, user at example. Okay. Doesn't exist. So let's... So I'm pretty sure it's just a wrapper around the exists method. And all it's doing is deferring to that and calling like not exist. Maybe I need to so be, maybe I need to be educated on exists. Like normally I would do something like it is null. Like where hmm. where is null email, right? Is that what this is doing? Is that what the exists method does? Yeah. So this does it if you only want to know if that condition is in your database. So there oh, is great, you can right. do so this returns a select a Boolean? exists from is the okay. is the MySQL query that will run under the hood. And then it just returns basically a Boolean or oh, interesting. Zero okay, okay. That's the difference here. That's the difference. Okay, so I'm not making like a select query, right? Correct. Yeah, so it's a bit more efficient. If you don't care about the data that's being returned, you just want to know whether or not that data is there. So you might oh, want to just cool. check to see if the, for example, if the email address exists, 
to to check that it that it's not being duplicated in a sign up form, for example. It's a good sure, way sure. of doing it. Right. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent doing it. Because you don't need the email address. You know, you've got that from the input. You just want to know whether or not it already exists in your database. Right, and you don't want to throw like some some uh, error when you get to your database and you have a unique column on your email column, right? And then your user gets an error, right? That'd be bad. Yeah. So, okay, cool. All right, it looks like we also have a new test response. So it's in a similar vein here. So assert header is an assertion that you can make in your test, but now we have an assert header missing, which is great. So uh, again, just does the inverse, assert that this header is not set. I'm going to remote start my car here. Hold on. Because it's that's freezing nice out there. nice and toasty warm for you. It is. And it's only one degree outside today. And I have to leave in two minutes for a workout. So you're going to finish this one on your own. I'm going to hand the torch to you. All right. Yep. So in one, in, let's, see, let's see what else we got here. Okay. So sort of header missing. We've also got the Illuminate support collection unique which is a higher order unique, right? So if you remember mm -hmm. kind of how these higher order things work is you'll say like maybe for instance, you have a user model that has a attribute called retired, which is a Boolean, right? And so instead of having to say, grab all users and then say each and then pass a closure that accepts both the user and whatever, and then having to call return, or I'm sorry, maybe maybe filter and then say return user retired, right? So you're just filtering mm -hmm. it down to the retired users. You can actually yep. say, filter and then arrow retired that's it you don't have to pass the closure or mm -hmm. anything so now we have the same thing with unique so this uh this now unique higher order method is available for you to consume yeah so nice. check that out pretty cool Excellent. all right what else we got one we got two more things here two more things yeah so we've got this boolean toggle that was added to the with trashed method thanks to kuba shimanovsky which nice uh, job decides whether or not to include trashed records so you can do with trashed true get or with trashed false get hmm. and that will it will retrieve the trashed records or not retrieve the trash trashed records that's kind of interesting too right because there may be yeah. a, a situation where so it's not easy to necessarily dynamically put in with trashed right i suppose you could do a when query would be a the when, other yeah. thing on your query builder right where you could say like when and then you could say if with trashed is true, then you could in there add with trashed on there, but it's not super yeah. easy to add that with trashed, right? So now by just accepting a Boolean, you can always put it on your query and then just pass in a Boolean variable there to tell you whether or not you yeah. want to return from the your true, request input, uh, the trash. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So cool that, that is it. we will have the, the full release notes, obviously in a post on Laravel news, which we'll put in the show notes and thanks to Obviously, our favorite human, Paul Redmond, for that one as well. Absolutely. And of course, you, Till. Till Cruz. Till has a pull request out there, by the way. He's doing something with Ooh. Redis. Apparently, he's a big Redis guy. Did you know that? I did not know that. I, I know that he's a big guy, but I didn't know that he, he was is a big, big Redis guy. guy. He's a big guy and he's a Redis guy, which makes him a big Redis guy. If you've <laughs> not yet met Till Cruz in person, this dude is, he's a big man. If you met he's... him on the street corner and you didn't know him, you'd be like, oh my gosh. But he's nice. Super <laughs> nice guy. He's a gentle giant. Okay, I've got, I'm, I'm on my limit, but I, I think I've got a couple minutes still. I'll just speed to the gym. CLI menus for Laravel Artisan commands is what mm -hmm. we've got. Let's hit I that. I saw this. Nuno Maduro, right? Again. Yeah, this guy's killing it, right? Yeah. Because he added, he created Collision. Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff with command line utilities and things like that. So he, he created Collision, which is coming into Laravel 5.6. He's responsible yep. for the Laravel 0 CLI sort of micro framework. Which is pretty cool too. Yeah. And uh, and now he's uh, added this CLI menu as well, which with, looks pretty which, good again, if, if that's what you're into. 
which again is shipping with five six as a dev dependency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Easy. it's insane. There you go. Yeah, and you would have been you would have been proud of me. I pronounced his name earlier. I yeah. I basically just tried to imitate what you do, how you say it, and I think I did pretty good. <laughs> I can only get you so far in life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I can only ride on your coattails for so long. Uh, all right. Okay, why don't you talk to us about this? All right. So if you've ever used a utility in your, say Ubuntu, you can do some kind of package config. It usually brings up a nice text-based menu, usually blue background with white text. This is essentially that kind of functionality which gives you some nice console output if you are going to be building that kind of utility into your command line app. And it's a wrapper for the PHP-school CLI-menu made specifically for artisan commands. So there are some usage examples on how you might provide a, a menu of, of different options. And there's also the ability to configure what this looks like using a Fluent API. So you can set the foreground and background colors. You can set the width and padding and margin. So it, it uses Laravel package auto discovery. So all you have to do is require the package and it will be available to you. There will be a new series as well, a video series from Nuna uh, at some point in the future. So we'll be sure to keep an eye out on that and let you know when that's available. Yeah, reach out to him and say thank you for all his hard work. He is E-N-U-N-O-M-A-D-U-R-O on Twitter. And Nuno Maduro. Did I do it? Did I get it? Did I roll that? I think that was pretty good. Little R. You've got to roll that R. You've got to roll that R. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to make a fool of myself trying to do it on air, so I'm not going to try. My wife can't. She cannot roll an R. It's like a genetic impossibility for her. I've heard it's a genetic thing. That's that's a genetic thing, yeah. At least that's her excuse. Yeah, right. It's a good one. It's a good excuse. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was going to tell you, yesterday I used Hemp Hill Presenter. Yes. uh, Love it. David Hemp Hill's presenter class or pre- mm-hmm. presenter package. And it, I was like, please tell me this has auto discovery. And it does. And I was so happy. That auto, Laravel auto discovery makes me so happy. It's awesome. Do you know why it has Laravel auto discovery? I, I bet it's because I saw a little image of a guy that I know at the top of that the, at the, the repository for contributors. And I think his name is Michael Dorinda. Did I say that right? Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. He's got a really complicated yeah, last name. Dorinda. Dorinda. Uh, yeah, I am. I was using that package. I've used it in the past and I was using it the other day and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why it was not working. And it was because, of course, I didn't add the service provider to my oh, yeah. app config or yep. config app. And that is yep. because no one was kind enough to add that functionality. So I... No, it's beautiful. I mean, it's literally a great... In conversation with David, I added it in and then uh, and now it does. So yeah. yeah, it's an amazing package. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. But it's, if you haven't checked it out, give, use... give it a try. Yeah, if you ever use the Laracast presenter that Jeffrey Way wrote a little while ago, this is sort of an, I guess, enhanced. It's got a slightly different philosophy behind it, but it's a good way of extracting all of those accesses that you would traditionally put into your models just when you start getting to the point that you actually need it. So two or three in a model is okay. When you start getting you know, 10 or 15 or 20, the presenter pattern is a good one to look at to help you decouple or you know extract that extract that functionality elsewhere and for like specific instances where it's like hey like so for mine i have one that may or may not contain like a like so it's hard because it's coming from a legacy database so i can't really change Mm -hmm. 
what it is like whatever it imports as is what it imports as but for my display purposes some of them have a dollar sign in the record and some of them don't so like right. i just have you know on this presenter i just say yeah remove the remove the dollar sign whatever you know the rest of the time i don't really care but this one particular place i do so you can apply mm-hmm. them you know on a per use basis all right dude i gotta run thanks everybody for listening um michael you're gonna do the outro and Tell our wonderful listeners all the good stuff they need to hear. Have a wonderful week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So that is our show. We have split it up this week. I don't know what Jake said, so I might not even need to say this. But thank you very much for listening to the Laravel News Podcast, episode number 54. You can find show notes for this episode at laravel-news forward slash podcast forward slash 54. If you like the show, feel free to rate us up in iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Five stars is always, always appreciated. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can reach us at Laravel News on Twitter or at our personal Twitter accounts. Until next time, see you later.